Welcome to the Breaks Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the breaks radio be real excel as king should this is johnny your host for the week and i'm joined by my brother ceo hayes hayes was good what's going on johnny man uh this this is gonna be an interesting show i'll leave it at that <laughs> yeah man i hope everybody had a good thanksgiving um yeah man let's just let's get straight to it let's get straight to it um we got to start with this push of tea getting getting quote-unquote jumped on stage i know this is kind of old news but we haven't talked about it yet um people push the t did not get jumped uh if you look at the video you can see people throwing i'm assuming it was beer or water or something you see the water flying at him he exits the stage and then a person jumps over the gate and then the security commences to whoop his ass uh push (laughs) the t didn't get jumped people push the t did not get jumped you know you know it's the drake fans exactly uh, and it's so funny because the day this all came out, uh, a Drake fan had tweeted something about Pusha T getting jumped. And I had retweeted like, see, this this is what's wrong with Drake fans and pushing rhetorics. And then she immediately followed up with, you didn't look at my next tweet. I'm like, fam, don't, 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 don't try to come get no right. smoke because you tweeted it out. You thought he got jumped. Like Drake fans are so, it's just so extra, man. I hate Drake fans, man. I hate Arby's Angels. But nonetheless, I mean, Pusha T did not get jumped. And he handled it very cool, man. After he even tried to put uh to perform uh infrared, I believe, after yep. the, the whole thing happened and, and the police tried to shut it down. So let's let's stop this Pusha T got jumped nonsense. Yeah, man. I heard I heard he came back out in the poncho. That was funny. <laughs> that was funny. But yeah, man. Hey, come on. Come on, man. Like, everybody literally watched the video. You can see Pusha T leaving the stage. So why would you think, why would people think he got jumped? They just, just for the narrative, I guess. So yeah, man. Uh, Shout out to Pusha T. Um, Drake's fans, y'all gotta chill. Y'all really gotta chill. At this point, y'all are really worse than Beyonce fans. Like, for real. You know what, honestly, I will say this. It feels like Beyonce fans have calmed down over the last few months. That's false. Did you, you see so? their re- did you did you see their reaction to that Lion King trailer? You are okay. Yeah, you're right. I take that back. I take they that photo, back. They photo they photoshopped Beyonce into the Lion King poster talking about starring be starring Beyonce as Nala. If y'all don't please get out of here with that. You're right. She only I guess gonna they be just, in the beginning of the movie. I guess they were just dormant because she hadn't hadn't released anything in a minute. But what's this Lion King thing? soundtrack gets released and you know she's gonna be all over it i'm I'm, yeah it's gonna be crazy right february or march uh i bet they drop i bet beyonce drops like an album she might drop like the seven song joint just just because she always they always drop something around tax time it's funny because we uh we talked about either last week a couple weeks ago how music was changing and artists may start just dropping singles beyonce is the one i could see do that like drop five singles in five months and people just go crazy about <laughs> right and then she could do a world tour off of five songs oh yeah absolutely crazy crazy all right so moving to our next topic right we finally got a back and forth uh diss track battle between joiner lucas and tory lanes um <clears throat> This is very interesting, very, very interesting because this all I think this all sparked from somebody asking 
I want to say somebody asking Tory Lanes on social media, like if he could rap better than Jordan Lucas, or maybe it was the other way around. But either way, Tory was like, "Yeah, I'm better than him." And then Tory came out with, um, what was it, the Lucky You freestyle? I think it was. Yeah, Lucky You freestyle. Um, which to my surprise was actually really good. Like I, like I was surprised. Like Tory Lanes is really like he really rapping. This him dropping that, but both diss tracks over the course if we like calling them diss tracks like makes me wonder why he doesn't rap more he's legit a good rapper according to these two songs like if these if this was the only stuff i had heard from tory lanes like i would think he he would be way better as far as like his music and his projects have been than what they have been i guess agreed true. agreed and so tory lanes dropped the lucky you freestyle which lucky you was a joiner lucas song and then Jordan Lucas dropped the Liddy freestyle, which I'm assuming Liddy is a Tory Lane song. I'm not yes, familiar. Okay. I, I, okay. I believe so. Um, and of course, Jordan Lucas being the rapper that he is, came out guns blazing. Um, so I guess we can call this round one. Um, I personally have to give that to Jordan Lucas in round one. Well, what'd you think? Absolutely, Jordan Lucas took round one. Not now, even a question. No, nah, I wouldn't even say that. It was closer than i expected it to be to be honest with you here's my question to you then now let me piggyback off that is it only closer because you didn't expect tory lanes to be able to rap as well as he did because he really didn't say much in the he rapped better than what i expected but if we're just if we were looking at the lyrics written down i don't think there's anything in tory lanes that would have stood out to me it's just the shock of hearing him rap this way i'm gonna say yes like the answer to your question is yes because I didn't expect Tory Lanez to come out like that. Okay. <laughs> and he was rapping in Jordan Lucas's style. Like, yeah. And he did it well. Like, it wasn't great, but he did it really well. It was like, damn, okay. All right, Tory, I see you out here. That That's what's up. Um, So then we get round two, right? Uh, Tory Lanez comes with uh, uh, Liddy again, I believe, yes. is, is what it's called. Uh-huh. Now, I've only, I've only listened, I've listened to it one time. The Lady Again freestyle. And from what I recall, like, it was really good. Like, he was actually talking to Joyner. Like, it wasn't a fast rap. It wasn't none of that. He was really just talking to Joyner. Like, he said something like, you was on Eminem album, but still ain't got no hits. Or some some shit he said was was crazy. Um, so after that, Joyner Lucas came with Z, ZZ. I'm going to call it. I guess that's how you pronounce it. And I'm not going to lie to you. It wasn't... <sighs> Wasn't that wasn't that good? Wasn't oh that good of God. a comeback? Wasn't that good? First of all, the beat was a horrible choice, and he wasn't really saying nothing. He wasn't. That's saying that Kodak nothing. Black beat that when they uh, got the gif of him doing a little hand dance too. <laughs> that's that beat. No, seriously, that's that's the beat oh, that was in it. Yeah, dead serious. What um, made him choose that? Because like it's that, a popular beat, I guess. And the thing is, is that I absolutely have to give round two to Tory Lanez. Hands down, no question. Jordan Lucas said nothing in that second round. Like, it it, it, it completely flip-flopped to me um, as far as, like, round one and round two. Like, I feel like Tory Lanez really didn't say much in round one. I feel like Jordan Lucas really didn't say much in round two. Um, it, does this, like, like diminish, diminish um, Jordan Lucas's, like allure as a rapper because like not for me as a rapper what i what i think the because i see the issue as he know he killed him round one and i think he was overconfident 
in mm-hmm. round two and he felt like he didn't have to give the effort. It's like, dude, if Tory would have went away after round one, okay, that's fine. I can understand if you want to feel confident. He came for your neck in round two. And you just yes. and you just kind of just did a, a layup. Yeah, like he yeah, he dropped the ball in this on, on round two personally. That's crazy. So, I mean, rightfully so, we need a round three just to even it out because clearly right now it's 1-1. Yeah. But I, I do believe they since, quote-unquote, squashed squashed the beef yeah um and one thing i could respect like of course they were going back and forth but i don't think they actually like lost respect for each other they was i think they're still industry friends i'll say industry friends i don't know if they're real friends but they still have that level of respect for each other so that's definitely something i can um commend for both of them but uh hey y'all we need that round three and Jordan don't be on that bullshit. Even if it's if it's not a full fledged round three, since I mean I think this this beef was always friendly. I don't think it was ever like any animosity. I think any if they would have crossed paths in the same studio, it wouldn't have been no hands thrown. This wasn't a real true beef. It was just a spar, I guess if if that's what we're gonna call it, mm-hmm. um, a lyrical exercise uh, to right. go to go back. But if if it's not a complete round three, I would say I would like to see them on the track together bars maybe no hook maybe a sample as the hook and just let's see who has the better verse let's make a song together make it a single they can both get money off of it and we can we can get what we need to get out of it as 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 fans of hip-hop right um yeah i agree (coughs) i agree um now there is there's a new york rapper that actually agrees with us with tory lane's taking that second round um my son the new york rapper my son actually (laughs) Agree with us that Tory Lanez took that second round, and he voiced his he voiced that opinion on Instagram, um, and added Jordan Lucas, and Jordan Lucas was like, "Hey, bro, chill out." <laughs> and my son was like, "No, you gonna chill out." And then basically came with his own diss track toward uh, Jordan Lucas um, over the Liddy beat and the Lucky You beat. Yeah, which all right. So I'm I definitely don't know much about my son. I do know I listened to his flex freestyle. Maybe was it last year? Year before? I don't remember. But was it, it was fire. That was my introduction to my son. Um so I've li- I've listened to a little bit of his music since then. And he's nice. He's a nice MC. He's the he's more of like an activist type person now, which is great. Um but he does have bars. Um as far as his this track though he tried to do the the quick style flow that Jordan Lucas does and it kind of missed the mark for me <clears throat> that's not that's not his lane he shouldn't I don't, I feel like he shouldn't do that unless he you know practices at it um so it was it was kind of a lackluster diss I would say yeah I, I actually agree with you I, I feel like I honestly feel like this was him trying to capitalize on the fact that this Jordan and Tory uh beef had like the rap fans going crazy on it because really how he got into this is corny as hell. The fact that uh, the, the fact that he picked beats that were used in this beef corny as hell. Like I, I just didn't, I don't, this isn't a good look for him personally. And, and I haven't been the biggest, my son fan. Um, I think he is a good rapper. I, I will say that. I think that the, the style of rapper he is, isn't going to get mainstream in this day and age. But right. trying to trying to jumpstart it by jumping in a beef like this, which was friendly the whole time, it just it just screams as corny to me. Right. So I mean, you know, my son, just stick to your own music, I guess. <laughs> or if somebody come if somebody comes after you, then cool. But you know, just don't be jumping in some other shit. Because that was this is that was random. It was really random for him to do that, like super random. 
So back on the Tory Lane side, Tory Lanez is kind of feeling himself now because he did kind of get Joyner in that second round. So Tory basically said he's like he he'll call out anybody, and he particularly called out Pusha T, you know, to battle. Um, first we both know we all know Pusha T isn't going like Pusha T doesn't need to. He doesn't need to do that. Um, so what what do you think about Tory calling out Pusha T? I feel like this is um overconfidence this is when keeping it real goes wrong like (laughs) everything that you can throw in it please just stop because i get it you and you and jordan lucas had fun he really surprised me with the second round more than i thought tory lanes ever would but you you did you did you see what he did to drake i just uh, were you were you under a rock did you not see this did you see what he did to little wayne years ago like (laughs) You, you don't you don't want you don't want a story of Aladon or Exodus at you, Tori. Like you you getting some buzz in your career. The hip hop fans are starting to see you in a different light. This is not what you want. Definitely, this is overconfidence. We don't even need to say who we think will win because clearly, clearly it's a push of T. Um, but I do want to ask you, since Tori is calling out the whole industry, who do you like? Who would you like to see Tori battle? Ooh, um, that's a good question. Huh. I'll answer why you think. I'm gonna go with Drake. Okay. And the reason I say that is because from industry industry rumblings, Drake stole Tory Lanez's whole style. I, they're both from Toronto, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and Tory was kind of I don't want to say underground, but he was like known in Toronto, but not really nationally known in the United States. Um. And Drake stole his style and then went worldwide with it. Mm. And even if I'm not mistaken, Tory was writing for Drake some a little. Yes. And sir. took his whole style. So when Drake, you know, Drake is the rapper singer, when he really stole that whole persona from Tory Lanez, and nobody really knew that. And then Tory Lanez come out and everybody says Tory stole that from Drake. Nah, fam. They need to battle that out to see who's the king of the, the rap singing people. So that that's what I want to see. Yeah, yeah, I feel you on that. I um, I yeah, I'm, I agree with you there. Uh, Hobson. Ah, I like that. I like that. Damn, we ain't heard from Hobson in a minute. Actually, what? Yeah, I mean, I, think, I don't know. I, I think he dropped something, and it just like kind of fell by the wayside. Yeah, I feel like <laughs> and it I might have like been he, this year. I feel like he missed a chance. Like after the whole Eminem thing and his reaction to hearing Eminem say his name, I feel like he should have dropped like. A mixtape, like hell, Big Crit dropped three songs. Like, can we get something? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Like, but no. But real talk, there were there were people who were exposed to Hobson's name when Eminem said it that have never really known him before, and he yeah. didn't capitalize off that. I feel like, and it's it's difficult to ask an artist to react that way when the artist says your name when somebody M's caliber. But I feel like Hobson could have made five fire tracks and dropped them now. If he's not doing that because he wants to actually put work into his next project, maybe he can get an M feature. Maybe he can get an M cosign and still feed off that. And I respect that a little bit more, honestly. But yeah, I would I would like to see him battle that with uh with Tory a little bit. I think he'd kill him. But I thought that about Joyner in round two surprised <laughs> me. So <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, I, that's a that's a good pick because. Hobson was the farthest person from my mind, to be honest. <clears throat> and I'm I'm a I call myself a Hobson fan. So I hopefully he'll drop something next year. Just give us four songs. Clearly that's the way now. So all right, man. So we're gonna take our first uh break and we'll be back on the other side of that. 
Welcome to Technical File, the sports podcast you never knew you needed. It's your boy, T-I-M-K-I-N-Z, the number three, a.k.a. Go, go, Power Ranger. Yeah, this is the Black Ranger. It's me, a.k.a. Mr. Give It To Me. It's Ash Ketchum in his bed. In <laughs> bed. I am the Eric J. Only known as. The Eric J. And I'm Camille, point guard of the crew, the real life Tifa Lockhart, the girl next door. You know, holding it down for all the women who love sports. And it's your boy, K. Harris, the gentleman. The gentleman. The gentleman. Also known as K. Diddy. Take that, take that. But better known as the people's jabroni. <laughs> and that's us. I mean, we have four friends coming together every week to talk about the biggest stories in sports with our own flair to it. Let me tell you, you ain't never heard a sports podcast that's entertaining before. Damn straight. So check us out every Wednesday. Get at us. But you R&B niggas trying to turn rappers and trappers. You should just stay in your lane, bro. You sound like a rapper to rapper. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking down on you when you talk to me. You should grab you a ladder. You swung at me, only jabbed in my bladder. Watch you disappear like you abracadabra. Now grab me a dagger. You got some hits, but you lacking a swagger. I'm still the shit, bitch, so that doesn't matter. Don't call me a kid. I'm your pappy and dada. You get splattered and flattered. You and Trippy better have you some backup. Uh, uh, Rennie Stimpy looking aggy and staggered. And when I kill him, nigga, matter on matter. Uh, Time to get litty, bitch. Fuck all that singing. You challenge me with the fuck. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, you just heard the Liddy Freestyle by Jordan Lucas. Um, so we, as we continue, there has been, I know we say this every week, but it's the truth. There has been so much music so much music to come out um so we have more album reviews for you guys um i'm just going to say this all artists i know you guys are listening um nobody needs to drop an album until like may or <laughs> june of 2019 um mainly because we all need to catch up on all the shit that dropped this year it's been it's been a it's been a great year for hip-hop um it seems like everybody dropped an album it's so much music to digest, man. I don't even know how I'm keeping up. I don't. I'm not keeping up, to be honest. But yeah, man. Uh, so our first album we're gonna re- review today, Streams of Thought Volume Two, um, Black Thought. Now this is the follow up to Streams of Thought Volume One, which dropped earlier this year. Um, and the first one, Volume One, was five tracks, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, five tracks. And vo- volume Two is nine tracks, but only. 23 minutes so i'm <clears throat> i think i'm okay with that so yeah. what are our first reactions on this on this album listen this okay here's the thing with this album i i would say the production is extremely simplistic um but the way he raps on it is so well crafted and thought out and he didn't need like an overly produced album he was rapping and dropping bars, and I loved yep. it. I, it, it. That that's what this is. And if you put Volume One and Volume Two together, this is a solid hip hop album. Um, and so I, I I'm really thankful for what he was what he did in 2018. I'm glad this came out before the end of 2018. Um, I really really enjoyed this. Now again, my my biggest critique would be the production. It was it was simple, but. I feel like it fit if if it, he the highlight of this was the bars and yeah. they, they did they got that across very well. That's interesting you mentioned um the simplicity of the production. I actually I mean I, I guess I can understand where you're coming from, but as far as the production, I felt 
it felt real jazzy to me. Like all the production felt as if there were jazz beats that he was rapping over. Um, which I kind of like, which I kind of liked. Like you said, it wasn't it wasn't like hard bass. It wasn't loud like sounds in the background to overpower his voice. It was I felt like it was smooth jazz for him to just glide over, like just rap over, which was great. Um, and I don't remember this from volume one, but I don't think there are any hooks on volume two. Are there any hooks on volume one? I don't look thinking back. I don't think there is maybe one track. Yeah, this is all, all the songs just have like. All either the songs are like one verse or they're like a couple verses with just a break in between the verses instead yeah. of like a hook, um, which is like real hip hop. Like I like I appreciate that. So that was dope. Nothing but bars. So I appreciate that. Um, yeah, I mean, like you said, if you combine volume one and volume two, this is a this is a very solid hip hop album. Um, there's no I don't think there are any standout tracks. But I do have a couple that are my favorite. Um, track one, Fentanyl, if I pronounce that correct. Um, dope. I I feel like all of these songs have a message that he's talking about. And I appreciate a person that can deliver a message but still keep it bars, like keep it rap, like keep it, you know, keep the bars coming. Um, so Fentanyl and then How to Hold a Chopper. When he talked about like it's Basically, is he wrong for teaching his son how to hold a gun or shoot a gun and be effective enough to like shoot down a helicopter? Like I thought that shit was I thought that shit was hard. Yeah. So th- those are those are two of my favorite tracks. So do you have any favorite tracks from this album? <sighs> shit. Um, Streets. Right. That's the track before the last track, right? Right. I I really like that track. Um, Fentanyl, which you pointed out. Mm-hmm. Um. The new grid is cool. I wouldn't say that it's my favorite, but it it's up there. It's in the top half for me. Okay. Yeah, man. I, <clears throat> hey, I could I could use one of these from Black Thought at least once a year. Like, cause it's I've I personally have never heard a Black Thought project, just a Black Thought project, not a mm-hmm. Roots project until this year. And I am highly like I'm fulfilled. The hip hop enemy is like fulfilled from listening to these. So. I could definitely use one, at least one of these every year. You give me a nine track album that's twenty three minutes every year, I'm good. Like I'm good. I'm cool with that. Yeah, I feel um, like. Oh no, go ahead, go ahead. I was gonna say each of these songs are. I mean, it's nine songs, twenty three minutes. Each of these songs are really short, so maybe a minute and a half, a piece, something like that, average. Yeah, yeah. There's some that are like three minutes, um, but I feel like this is this is for the hip hop heads. This is this is what we want and. Um, I can listen to this. This is one I can put this on at any time and enjoy. It doesn't matter what I'm doing. We've talked before about how like you put stuff on while you're doing stuff in the house or you listen mm-hmm. to it while you're riding. I can listen to this no matter what I'm doing. And I think right. that, that that's why I enjoy it so much. And we don't get a lot of a lot of albums like this. We don't get where the the lyricism is is at the forefront. That's what the focus of it is. And it will never be like hugely popular. It won't go platinum or nothing like that but I, I and he knows that as long as he's been in the game he knows that and, and the ageism and rap which we won't even talk about but the fact that he dropped these two projects over the course of the year i think he knows what base he's going for and i'm like you i can go for one of these year hell if he wants to do two of them again next year i'm there for it yeah definitely so shout out to black thought man we <laughs> Hip hop heads appreciate appreciate you for these uh two volumes of bars that you've provided us this year so 
hopefully, or well, here's the volume three in 2019. After June, though, like don't <laughs> drop that shit. <laughs> the beginning of the year, June um, and December, June and November every year. That, that that's right. What, that's what we need from Black Thought. Exactly. All right. So for our next album review, I can't even. First of all, I can't even believe that I actually listened to this album. We're going to review Takashi Six Nine Takashi Six Nine's album, Dummy Boy. Um, let me just add. What's your What's your thoughts, man? What's your initial thoughts on this, man? Okay, so this is my problem with the millennials is that we have <laughs> shit like this. Like this album, perfect, perfectly encapsulates everything I hate about millennials. Like dead serious. <laughs> like it just. Why Why does this album exist? And we we've talked about like how albums don't have replay value or what the what's the point of the point of them. This album is overly brash. He yells for no reason. I don't even know if, if it can be categorized as a rap album. I don't know if he rapped a single bar in this whole album. <laughs> it just, I, I don't know why this exists. Now, there's, of course, a fan base for it because he has a huge one, surprisingly. And, you know, more power to them. But this album, for me, is just noise. Like, it just, it literally just sounds like noise. Like, there's nothing no no bar that i pulled out of this album where i'm like oh he's talking his shit at least on this one or i get the point of this album or or this track like nothing on here this is a completely empty (laughs) album to me empty as hell i just don't get why does this album exist why does this exist like that, that 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 may be the old head in me man i don't know that's funny um okay the album is hella empty i'm not gonna front but and in the year of our Lord, 2018, I actually kind of like this album just a little, Whoa. just a little like, you know how you go into something with no expectations, like whatever is below that. That's what I went into listening to this album. Like I went in, I came in with negative expectations for this album. So I knew the shit was going to be mindless. Like I knew that. So I turn, I turn it on. First track comes on, stupid, right? The beat kind of hard. I'm like, all right, cool. He gets to yelling, all right, cool. Now, tell me if I'm crazy. Him rapping in the voice that he raps in kind of reminds me a little bit of Lil Jon. Like when Lil Jon would get in his rap bag, he kind of reminds me of that just a little. Now I'm not saying it's the same type of music as Lil Jon, but he sounds like him just a little. So that that's that was my initial thought. Um, so I was like, all right, cool. Then track two comes on with Nicki. It's a second track I like. Okay, I'm like, all right, he can't be two for two. Like, this is crazy. Like, I can't <laughs> believe I'm enjoying two tracks from this kid already. And then track three comes. Track three comes. <laughs> oh, my God. I st- TikTok, I still like. Okay, this is fucked up. Like, I'm mad at myself now for liking what I'm hearing <laughs> from this album, which is crazy to me. Um Nikki was kind of on her old shit again. Um, now, even though Nikki hasn't really been like on her for real rap shit in a long time, I still I'm a fan of Nikki's voice. Like I love Nikki's voice, so it was good to hear her just be Nikki Minaj again. So that was good. And then track four comes on with Tory Lanez. I like that shit too. I like the next one with Nikki and Kanye West. I like the next one with a Boogie. But then we get to track seven and eight, the middle of this album. Spanish songs. Now, on every track before this, he's yelling in his verses. Then he gets on his Spanish shit and he's like, 
smoothly, smoothly rap singing in in Spanish. It's like, all right, this does not. Now the song wasn't bad, but this song <laughs> does not fit here in this damn album. Like this is a complete. It's a hard left turn. Why is this Spanish song on this album? And you've been yelling at me for six tracks. So that's like track seven and eight. And then the rest of the the rest of the album is the same as the first half. It's like this is kind of enjoyable. And I'm like I'm still upset at myself for saying all of this. <laughs> I mean, so so let me ask you this. Um, and I'm and I I'm not of course I don't judge you at all for enjoying it because I believe music is to be enjoyed by the people who enjoy it. Um, does this at all make you look forward to the next project he drops? Like hell no, <laughs> no. Like yes, I did enjoy most of this album, but I didn't enjoy it enough to be like, damn, I can't wait till he drop his next shit. Cause to be honest with you, there there may not be a next album. Cause we're about to talk about that in a second. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Before before we get into that, I gotta ask you. Okay, so you didn't hate the album. You overall enjoyed more than what you disliked, which is fair. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um what okay, so if someone is asking, someone like me who never really listened to the Takashi project before comes up to you and says, All right, what's the track that I need to listen to out this album? If you just had one track to pick to pick and give them to make them come and check out the rest of the album, what would that be? It's interesting because there's a feature on every song except for um track twelve, which is called Wando, Wandu, whatever it's called. Um, so that that's kind of tricky. I would say the first track, Stupid, only because well, Wando was kind of one of my one of my least favorite, but Stupid with Bobby Schmurda is the one track where it's mostly him. Like Bobby Schmurda probably had maybe like eight bars from mm. from the phone, which actually which actually weren't bad to be honest. He had he has time to perfect his craft since he's in jail, but <laughs> probably stupid because it, it set the tone for this album. It's it set the I feel like that song embodied his whole rap persona, like mm-hmm. the person he portrayed to be as a rapper. Um, so I would I would say the song "Stupid." Okay, which and is track one. My. I enjoyed hearing Nicki rap. Like, I'm not going to lie. Hearing Nicki yeah. rap again, I really, really enjoy. And I will say this. As much as I I wouldn't categorize personally Takashi as a rapper, there's something about him and Nicki on a track together that I sonically enjoy. So there goes my positive. I said a lot of negative stuff. Right. There. <laughs> and, and I will say there's there's a feature on, on just about every track, like you said. Um, And that's a personal problem to me. But again, what I will say is that I feel like he used the features well. Like he, like I don't know if they're tracks that they picked. I don't know how he went about picking who was on what feature. But I mm-hmm. think he he picked the right tracks for the people that were on it. Um, but yeah, that I wanted, I want, I didn't want to leave it on completely negative. I had to say something positive. But right, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's just not for me. Like that, that's just what I'll say. It's it's just not for me. And I fi- I honestly do feel like. Because I've seen videos of Takashi performing, and he has a lot of energy performing. I almost want to say if I s- saw him perform some of these live, and I was there feeling that energy, maybe it will change my perception on some of them. Right. I feel like there is a good performer in Takashi. I feel like there's something in him that would make him a good performer. But like you said, we may never get to see it, and we'll talk about that in the next subject. Yeah, man. Um. Again, I I can't believe this shit, but... This was an enjoyable album. Now, when I go back and play this all the time, hell no. But for the time that I listened, yeah, it was straight. If I'm out somewhere 
and they play some of these songs, like, I'm not going to turn my nose up like I normally do. Like, when I don't know a song and it sounds horrible, mm-hmm. you know, I just sit there like the old old person in the club, like, this is trash. But I don't think I would do that if one of these songs came on. So, you, you're lucky. You're lucky, kid. <laughs> you're lucky. Um, so, since we're on the topic of Takashi... It's a lot of a lot of shit that's been going on with this kid as far as his legal troubles. Um, of course, last episode we talked about him getting booked on racketeering, racket, racketeering. <laughs> um, but since then, a lot of shit has happened. Um, he was denied bail. He tried to plead with the judge, said, I'll give you everything in my bank account, which was almost two million. Judge was like, no. <clears throat> he got put in general population in jail. Apparently, he got moved from whatever jail he was in to another jail where they keep people that cooperate with police. Um, he told he told I, I don't know if he told the media. He told somebody that his persona is just something that he played for his career. Like it's a lot of shit going on with this kid. Um, and I I don't I don't really know. Do I have sympathy for him? To be honest, not really. Because he had he has been warned by his industry OGs multiple times. Mm-hmm. And it's like, what do you do? Like you're here now. Like it's it's really no running away from it. And I think he might be facing life in prison. And oh go ahead, go ahead. No, I'm I'm just just gonna say, yeah. Uh, it's it's crazy. It it's regardless of his music, anything else, like he's still what is he like twenty three years old, twenty six? Like he's Yeah, he's young. young. Like he's young. Yeah. Um I didn't it, even it, think he was that. I thought he was maybe like 20, 21. Yeah, maybe maybe I'm I'm giving it too giving him too much. Yeah, he's 22 years old. 22. So you never want to see anyone like face the type of 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 time he he could be facing at that age. Um it sucks, but this is this is where you get caught in and trying to be something you're not. Um, getting caught up with the wrong people. Like, how many times we've seen videos of him, Trey Rage, Trey, like, all that stupid shit. Like, um, he just, I feel like this is the perfect case of fame coming too fast for somebody. Yeah, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And it was recently, like, today, like, recent, like, transcripts of, I guess, his people in his crew, somebody had a wire on them, and it was caught on tape that, people in his crew are like trying to kill him or something like it's it's like it's really bad for this kid now like really really bad for the people that you've been i guess rocking with for the better part of a year year and a half for them to be plotting on you to take you out like like why like wow like i have i'm at a literally at a loss for words like i don't know what to say to that like that's like that is crazy like if shit wasn't already real shit is for real real for you now like that's like that's wild. Like that's so crazy. Um, and then he's gotten into another legal issue with Fashion Nova of all of all brands. Apparently, he ha- he got paid a hundred thousand dollars to mention. Now this is crazy. He got paid a hundred thousand dollars to mention Fashion Nova in a song on his new album, and he changed he changed it from Fashion Nova to something else. It was a song. It was one of the songs with Nicki on it. He changed Fashion Nova to a different brand because Nicki Minaj didn't want Fashion Nova mentioned because they support Cardi B. Like, Cardi B has to deal with him. And because of that, he's in even more legal trouble. <laughs> like, that's wild. I feel like Nicki should pay whatever fine he gets oh, one, with it. 
And it's un, like it's unfortunate that he actually changed the lyric. Like, did nobody on his team tell him, like, hey, you can't do that because you're le- you're in a contract legally. You can't do that. Like, what made him think that Nicki Minaj's request was more powerful than a contract that he was a part of that he signed his name on? I guess you got to chalk that up to just being young. I don't know. Yeah. Do you do you think that like this whole thing and what's come out about his team and the people around him? Do you think that they're just they were just tired of his shit like some other people were? Because that's what it sounds like. Like for you'd have people that are so close to you to turn their back on you. Like it just seems like they were just tired of. I wouldn't be surprised to be honest. Because I mean, listen, eighty percent of the United States population was tired of his shit. <laughs> like all all we were, we talked about his shit all the time. I saw a lot of people say how tired of him they were. They were. I could only imagine how the people literally around him were feeling because they had they were actually there witnessing it. They had to deal with it. So it's like, I really wish this kid chill out. Now, what's, what would be messed up is if the people around him really were fed up with him, but nobody said anything. Mm. Now, I don't know if they did. I don't know if they did or didn't. But if they didn't, knowing that they were fed up with him, part of this is on them. On them. Yeah. Like if they, you know. If they try to talk to him like, hey, you know, you need to chill out, calm down. And then he just decided not to listen. Then cool. They did they, their due diligence. But if they didn't say anything, nah, part of this is on you because you're around this. You can't continue to be subjected to this and not say anything because you know the path he's going down, you know? Yeah. So, And I think, too, that it's um, I can understand if they were like worried about their own safety or their family because you're, you're, you're close. You're working day and day with someone who just clearly didn't give a fuck like he pissed off as many people as he can get pissed off about but at right. the same time you owe that if that's your man's you owe to at least try to talk to him exactly like like if 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 you johnny were doing something that was just crazy and i just turn on you without saying hey johnny like are you like bro like you trip you out here bad like you 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 should do that to the people that you're close to especially if it affects you rather than just turning on them but to i mean we all said, and we've been saying it since we started this podcast almost, when he was popping up in something every week, this was going to catch up with him one way or another. Honestly, in some ways, as much as, su- as much as it sucks that he may be going to jail for a very long time, it's better than the alternative. Because there is another alternate reality in which this would have ended in him getting shot. Yeah, which it sounds like that's what's being planned right now. So yeah. maybe it's a good thing he's in police custody. I, I don't know. Like, I haven't... I, I don't know. Like, I have no clue. That's, and I've been seeing this quote a lot. Like, people who are not of the streets should stay out of street shit. And yeah, this is literally a prime example of that. This is the example of that. So, so I, I have to ask you this, Johnny. Takashi, somebody drops Takashi 69, 13, 14, acting like this. Let's just, let's say, even as an adult, as his age now, in East St. Louis, how long does this shit go on before somebody just smacks the shit out of him? Oh no! It's <laughs> like if all of this shit has already happened, and he get dropped off. He getting smacked immediately. Like he's gonna get smacked the fuck immediately. Yeah. Like ain't it's no bullshit. It's no bullshit. Shit, I might smack his ass. <laughs> shit, but yeah, man. All right, so enough Takashi for today because I'm sure some uh, some more shit will come up in the coming week. So absolutely. All right, we're gonna take our next uh our next break, and we'll be back on the other side of that. 
What's up, everybody? This is Dan, a.k.a. Dan on Drugs. And I am Afro Becky, a.k.a. Afro Becky. And we are the Black Law and Legal Lies podcast, podcast, a weekly legal podcast for the culture. Each week, we have conversations with our co-host, Anne, a licensed and practicing slash ratchet ass attorney, as well as myself, a rehabilitated criminal and our lovely, esteemed moderator, Afro Becky. Most of our topics are legal in nature, and we discuss them in a relatable way. We release new episodes every Tuesday. Yo, you can find us anywhere podcasts are available. Or you can find us on social media at Black Law Podcast. So check us out. Or don't. Hey! What? Sometimes people do like the opposites. Okay. We would like to welcome y'all back. Dipset, bitch. Castle, you heard that? It's only right. Oh, yeah. Let's go. Uh, four white bitches in the Waldorf. I'm trying to fill four whole wars up with war halls. Me fall off a hundred plugs in my core log. You looking at the motherfucking main event. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for sticking with The Breaks Radio. Um, so we got one more album review before we head out. Um, and this is one that uh, Hayes was especially excited for. <laughs> We're going to <laughs> review the Dipset album, Diplomatic Ties. Um, a lot of people were excited for this. So let's let's just go straight to Hayes and see his uh, initial reactions <laughs> to, the, to this album. I would say this as much as I talk shit about the songs that have been released from this so far last week. I, I guess I would say I like this album. I like this album. Um, the it being what nine tracks, but right over thirty minutes. Um, considering it's been fourteen years, is a little like this is all y'all got for us after after the long wait. Like it's different when Black Thought drop drops a nine track album like that. That's cool. He's he's done work this year, but y'all only got nine tracks for us. That was the, and then they had came out with three track with three tracks of this before the album came out. So really, I I got out of this album, I got six new tracks, but of those six new tracks, I enjoyed probably all six of them. I will honestly say, um, I really did enjoy this album. Dipset featuring the Locks, that's a collaboration I would have loved in the early two thousands, and it really didn't disappoint. Um, I really I really enjoyed that song. Uptown, I enjoyed Uh, the intro. Stay down. I really enjoyed that intro, even though they threw shots at Kanye, which is kind of easy target nowadays. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, the production on most of the album I enjoyed. Um, I really, I feel like there was something missing lyrically that I used to enjoy from Dipset projects that just wasn't there, and that may just be. I mean, it's it's over a decade later, people change. Um, right. So some of, some of that was gone from the album, but as as a I kind of looked at this as a nostalgia act in some ways coming back. This is this is a really good way way back. I would I want to see more. This left me hoping that they do another project in, in 2019. That's what's up. Um so I was not looking forward to this album. I wasn't excited about it, none of that. Um I have I have mixed emotions about it. The album wasn't bad, but it wasn't I don't think it was great. Like it was it was okay. Like I wouldn't even I don't even know if I would say solid, maybe right below solid. Um, Now, one thing I will say about this album, and 
I'm I'm not the biggest Jim Jones fan, but Jim Jones cleaned everybody up on his album. Like yeah. I was I was surprised. Like wow. Like I didn't know. I personally didn't know Jim Jones rap like that. I had no idea. I don't know if this is a new thing or if he all if he's always done this, but he cleaned they ass up. <laughs> everybody. So you really haven't been like when Dipset's um, hiatus. Have you listened to any of Jim Jones's like the Vamp Life projects? Anything? I have not. Jim Jones has. Pro- progressed into a better rapper and i would honestly say while cameron and Jewels are pretty much the same if not a little bit worse jim jones is the only one that's truly grown as an artist out of, out of those three that's what's up and so. shit i guess i can tell because he like he really ra- like he was rapping and to me that was great i was like all right jim i see you i see you my guy um now crucify me if you need to you got jim jones you got Jewels, cameron there's a fourth person, right? <laughs> who, who is this fourth person? <laughs> Come on, man. I'm serious. Freaky Ziki. Hey, man. Listen, I don't. I don't know. <laughs> now, if I'm not mistaken, though, Freaky Ziki is the cat on the outro, right? Yes. yes. Okay. He killed that outro. Yeah. That outro was fire. That's my actually my favorite track on this album. Okay. Because he went in on this. I was like, all right, cool. That's that's a great way to end this 33 minutes. Because I was back, I was up and down between the other tracks. My other favorite track, like you said, was the Dipset and the Locks, the Locks uh, feature. Um, I I love the back and forth. I love I love that. So, and the pr- production was cool too. I mean, I really don't have anything else on this album. Like, will I go back to it? Probably not. Now that outro though, I'm a down. I'm gonna keep that that, that outro downloaded because he went in like outro yeah. was fire. Yeah, outro was fire. I was so I really wanted another dipset anthem on this. Like I really, really wanted uh, something that like is is memorable because like the dipset anthem is like once once that beat kicks in, everyone knows it. Everyone yeah. bobs. You got to move to it. Everybody. I I don't feel like there was any track like that on here. Now that's crazy because when I said that, you and Ralph was like, "Nah, we don't need that. We don't need that." I remember well, that. I, well, I think you said dip, like you want a. a, a a part two, like I'm saying, I wanted something like it, not necessarily a new Dipset anthem. Oh, okay, make it make sense. Yeah. All right, yeah, whatever, <laughs> whatever. I, you know, fuck it. Um, yeah, man, I, that's yeah, that's all I really got on the album for real. You got anything else on it? Uh, I would I would say for uh, anyone who's a Dipset fan, check out the album. Um, there's a lot in it that you'll enjoy. Um, if you're like me and those first three tracks that that kind of came out. In the release of you didn't like there's there's a lot on this album to like but uh yeah memorable will i go back to it honestly probably not um there's been so much music so bro so we've reviewed so many we've probably reviewed upwards of 2025 albums since march which is crazy and that's clearly that's not even all the albums that dropped this year exactly like it's so, so many albums we missed missed yeah, man so yeah yeah of all those albums only one i wish i didn't listen to was takashi but nonetheless um yeah that's it i ain't got nothing left on that man all right man so with the with dipset a veteran mc group dropping this album in november of this year um it made me it made me think or actually you brought up the topic what other veteran mcs would we like to see drop albums that we haven't heard from in a while um i only got one it was only one that i could really think of because some of the some of the elder statesmen in hip-hop have dropped uh this year or last year um jay-z t.i dropped this year um (laughs) silk the shocker dropped this year um freeway dropped this year 
So are, are there any vet, are there any other veteran MCs you want to see drop an album? Uh, coming off this Dipset album, The Locks. I would love to see The Locks drop an album. Well, they, they dropped one last year. You're right. You're right. Yeah. You're right. Now, yeah. I think it was, it may have been the end of last year. Maybe it was the end of 2016. It was either December 2016 or early 2017, if I'm not mistaken. But yeah, they, they did drop something. Okay. But Styles Styles dropped the album this year. Yeah, Styles did, which was fire. Um, I would I would say let's go over some of the just I mean some of the staples. Um, damn, I just throw a complete brain fart. Uh, <laughs> I just had it. Uh, I can't answer why you think about it. Yeah, go ahead. So the one person I have is Buster Rhymes. I would love to hear a a, a mature Buster Rhymes album now. Um, I'm a huge Buster Rhymes fan, huge Buster Rhymes fan. Um, and I actually thought he was working on something, but nothing has come out this year. Maybe he'll surprise us in December or some shit. I don't know, but I just remember him and Rhapsody being in the studio together. He posted it on Instagram, um, and from what I heard, that shit was fire. So I'm hoping Buster drop something. He either this month or next month or in June next year. Okay. <laughs> Again, artists don't drop no shit between January and May of 2019. <laughs> but um, but yeah, like I'm 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 curious to hear a mature Buster Rhymes. Best live performance I've ever been to sells Buster Rhymes. I mean, I've still haven't seen Buster Live and I would oh my God. If he if he does drop an album and go on tour, I'm definitely going. Even if I need to travel to a different city to go. Like I'm definitely going. Okay. Uh, I w- one of my picks would definitely be um, Outcast. I'd love to get another Outcast project, which is an easy pick, but I I, I doubt we're ever gonna get it. Um, I don't know if I I don't know if I agree with that. I'm not gonna lie to you. Like they just I don't know. For they they seem like completely different. Like of course they were different as a group, but they mm-hmm. meshed well. But I don't feel like in 2018, 2019, I don't think they would mesh well. I don't know. It's just the feeling. That's just the feeling I get. That, I could that, be completely wrong, but that may be what makes it magic, though, is that because they're so different now because they've spent so much. And Big Boy has been dropping projects. That's a fact. And he's been dropping quality projects, but yes. they them coming back together and because now I think that they they would have to find a new balance because the old balance wouldn't work. It could it could make it a horrible album or it could make it an absolutely great album. So yeah. Um, another, you're going to call me crazy for this. Uh-oh. <laughs> Little Kim. I would, I would enjoy seeing Little Kim drop a project. Mm. If you put her in the studio with the right, right producers and we get, uh, LaBella Mafia Little Kim back, I would, I would, I would want that out. All right. I, I don't think I'm mad at that. I could, I think I'm cool with that. I'm cool with that. It seems like you want to tear it apart. <laughs> no, no, I mean... I could probably rock with it. They it got it got me thinking like what other female MCs would I like to see drop an album? It would be dope if Queen Latifah were to drop an album. Now that's super veteran. Like yeah. Queen Latifah was hot in the eighties, nineties. Like she was, you know, she was spitting in the eighties and nineties. You know, then she got on her acting shit, which is cool. Um, but if Queen Latifah, I think a, a 2018, 2019 Queen Latifah album would be something serious, like something real serious. Damn, they okay. hey, hey, Queen, holler at us. Like you just, let us, just let, you let just, us get yeah. like a few tracks, just a few tracks. We don't even need a whole album. Okay, that would, I think that'll be dope. Uh, yeah, I honestly think that would too. Put her. What? Who would you want to see produce for? Mm, that's a good question. 
it's gonna have to be like some some boom bap shit. Maybe DJ yeah. Premier. Who did um who did who did Logic's album this year? Ooh, Whoever uh, did Logic Logic's album could produce for her. I think that would be hella dope. I don't really want to hear her on no like. I definitely don't want to hear her over trap beats. I don't want to hear that. I mean, it would probably be cool, but I ain't something I want to hear. Okay, I can get with that. Um, another one for me. Did I say this already? I thought I may not said it. Most Def. I would love to get another Most Def project. Yasin, Yasin Bay. Yes, yeah. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> but who else you got? I thought, I thought him and um, I thought him and Talib were doing another Black Star album or something, but I guess I was wrong. Or did they? And I just missed it. I, if they did, I missed it too. But if they if they did, they need to get whoever did um Black Thoughts project. Oh, oh uh, yeah. Oh that. Oh yeah. That would be fire. That would yeah. be fire. Damn. And not now my wheels are turning. Like who else? Like what other like female MCs would I want to hear do an album this year? I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Hopefully Rhapsody drops something like drops an album next year, like later on next year. I hope she does too, man. I'm. I'm mad she didn't drop anything, but you know, hey, let artists create their art. So I, yeah, anytime she drops, I'm there. So it don't matter when it drops, I'm there. Yeah, man. Um, shit, that's. I guess that's all I got. I can't think of anybody else right now. The last one that I want to say, and I, we said veterans, they're veterans, so fuck it. I I want, I really do want a slaughterhouse project, and I it's not gonna happen. Like they're all doing their <laughs> own things. It's never gonna happen, but. It, it, the thing about like Joe Budden now, not even just like media Joe, like there's there's a maturity, there's a peace with Joe Budden that he's never, I don't think he ever had while Slaughterhouse was popping. And I think that if he were were to create music right now, it would come from a different place where his, his music used to come from a dark place. I, I want to see how he interacts with like where, where Royce is now and everything like Crooked's making some good music. Joel put out a solid project this year right. with Apollo Brown. Like I would I would really want to see that collective get back together. That's that's interesting you mentioned that about the I guess the state of mind Joe was in because when he dropped his last album, Rage in the Machine, I felt even then he was like of course even now he's in a way better place than he was in twenty sixteen. But even in twenty sixteen when that album dropped, I felt like he was like content. Like I feel like he was he was happy. He was good. He had his girl. Like he was really content. And that album, that Rage in the Machine album, to me was his best work. Like his best album. And if he truly is retired, like for all time, that mm-hmm. was like the best way. I feel like the best way any rapper could have gone had, could have retired from their rap career. Um, it was concise. He gave us vintage Joe Budden. He gave us current Joe Budden. He um. He talked about the future of music and like how shit could play out. Like it, I feel like it was the perfect swan song to a rap career, especially his. So that that's just me though. Oh yeah, I mean we we can talk about Joe and Rage Against the Machine all day. That that album, and it's funny because Joe Budden even says he wishes he had a classic album, and I I dispute that because I think that that's a classic album. Shit, I agree. I 100% agree. And I, so, I, I remember mentioning that and somebody was like, a bunch of people was like, are you crazy? I was like, well, did you listen to it? And of course yeah. they didn't. I was like, well, shut the fuck up. So, so yeah, man. <laughs> so, I think that uh, I think that wraps it up for this week. Um, Got any parting words for the listeners? Um, I just want to say this. Um, 
stop overreacting on social media, everyone. Uh, my my thing that I'm that I'm pushing lately is black men and black women stop arguing about who has it worse and just realize us as black people have it pretty bad if we work together instead of attacking each other over which group has it worse by getting shot by the police or rape and we actually work together to overcome what we're going through it'll be a lot more positive than us attacking each other that's my thought that's just something that's really been getting under my skin lately with social media is this this back and forth between women and black women and men who want to say who has it worse in society we it's fucked up all the way so let's stop arguing about that it's real i can feel that um what i gotta say hey if you're not street stay away from street shit that's all i got <laughs> so lead the people with uh where they can find you on social media and then we'll get out of here you can follow me at ceo hayes that's at ceo h-a-i-z to the e cool and then on uh twitter i'm j-o-n two underscores the letter b instagram jbs underscore esl underscore a-a-m-u and then you can always talk to us directly as The Breaks Radio on Twitter, at The Breaks Radio. And then you can email us at thebreaksmedia at gmail.com. And with that, that's another episode, and we out. Peace. Peace. This has been a presentation of The Breaks, Breaks Media. 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 Don't this shit make a nigga wanna 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 You better watch out Hot shit be bringing the cops out Come on, street niggas is ringing them shots out Short circuit and blacking the blocks out Now open up the garage and pull the drops out Rocking the fur coat, bringing the blue fox out Diamonds light up the block, bringing the blue rocks out while until all of my crew knocks out, come on, get your ass up on the floor. Huh. Throw your hands if you want some more. Oh. Baby, wiggle your crotch out huh. and peep the way we be blowing them spots out. Come on, look how we got them ready to act out. Girl, I'm ready to get the twist in your back Let's out. Go. Come on, drink yak till a nigga falling out. Flat on his back, now watch yeah. a nigga crawling out. Talk to him. Said Buster. What's up, son? Did